You're listening to Critical in episode number 67. The episode that always lands jelly side up. like my jelly side down. That's disgusting. I didn't want to know that. <laughs> right, she don't use jelly though, so it's okay. Oh, she uses Vaseline, right? Here's here's something, right, Ryan? Okay. Have you... Okay, do you put anything on your hamburger, first of all? Do I put anything on my hamburger? Of course I do. I put uh, mustard at the very least. Well, I have a cheeseburger, so that's cheese and mustard. Oh. And then, you know, occasionally I'll do other things as well. Okay. Do you ever put that below the patty? What do you mean? But why would I put it on top of the... What are you talking about? No, 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 okay, so you get a hamburger, right? You have the top part of the bun and the bottom part of the bun. Okay. So you usually put the hamburger on the bottom part of the bun, and then this is when the sandwich is open, right? You put the condiments on top of that, the hamburger, and then you close it with the top part of the bun, correct? Yeah, so you're saying you put the condiment on the top part of the bun? Everyone does. No, no, I put the I put the condiment, I put everything on top of the burger, and then I put the patty, the, the hamburger bun on top of that. That's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, no, that's what everyone does. I guess right. What I'm saying. But I don't okay. put the condiment on the bun yeah. itself. And that no one puts yeah. it below the patty, right? You're saying below the patty, but between the patty and the bottom part of the bun. Yes. No, exactly. nobody does that. I need a diagram. Yeah. Well, the point is, that is that for any sort of taste reasons? Because I did notice that when I switched up one time, because I was trying to be different, right, Ryan? Hmm. Doctor said get out and try new things. No, the doctor just said get out of my office. <laughs> get out of my office. Your, your checks keep bouncing, Logan. Yeah. Stop bringing hamburgers. Much like that tumor, your checks Terrible keep bouncing. Terrible um, so I, I went to bite into it, and I it was like a meat explosion in my mouth, <laughs> which is usually a Saturday night. At you Logan's should place. really check your meat but, before. Um, but so then I was like, well, you know what? I guess that the all the condiments and I yeah, I tossed some lettuce on there too. I guess that actually like as a as a buffer in some way well, on my teeth's journey to the meat. It's like eating a cracker salt side down. It's just closer to your tongue. Cracker salt side. Down. I would imagine. I, I'm gonna need a better analogy, Ryan. Okay, it's like Billy Joel. Oh, metaphors. <laughs> oh, I'm familiar with the concept. Oh, I've heard about this on television. Oh, okay, okay. I was just curious about all that, because I, I did try this for the first time, and I realized that it was a slightly different experience. It's true. You know what else is a slightly different experience? An M. Night Shyamalan film? Correct. Much like Devil. Although this is technically an M. Night Shyamalan or Shyamalan film. Right? I mean, it's his story, but different writer and director, right? Yeah, it's um, the first film in his Night Chronicles, I believe it's Now, called. what's this whole Night Chronicles business? Okay, now this is kind of funny, because, um, like, uh, I had read that he'd started this, uh, this side production company called Night Chronicles, right? Mm-hmm. And every film they're going to make is going to be a story by him, obviously, um, so he can slap his name all over the poster and all the promotional materials. Um, and then, it's like a mistake, uh, by the way, but all right. Yeah, no, no, I agree, and I feel like the studio should, too, for that reason. Anyway, and so then uh, he rushes out there and pushes it all out. He does all the promotional stuff for it. Anyway. But uh, it's a way of making movies about him actually having to make them, mm-hmm. um, which sounds like a, a good and bad thing, because I really don't want him involved in any movies. Yeah. Uh, but, okay, so I, you know, I read about this. I'm like, okay, that's cool. And then um, the day I'm going to see Devil, I read that, oh, you know, this film is going to be the first in a uh, trilogy of films that take place in one, like, location. The next one is apparently going to take place in a courthouse, right? Uh-huh. 
I'm like, oh, this sounds great. I, you know, I was hoping maybe this one-off would not work for him, which it didn't. Devil didn't do so well, mm-hmm. um, and that'd be it. Well, I go and I sit down in the theater, and you know, the Night Chronicles logo comes up. I'm like, okay, it's cool. And this is followed by this giant one. So I'm like, okay, I guess now we're, he's going to count for us, these movies yeah, as they go along. Which I guarantee that's exactly what that was about, too. Oh, so yeah. I'm like, okay, he's way invested way too much time in this. So when they're all playing side by side on my shelf, I'll be able to pick, oh, this is the first yeah. one. But I like how it's, like, you know, that makes sense maybe on the spine of a DVD, but not, like, <laughs> like during the movie, mm-hmm. um, which was kind of outrageous. Are these stories going to be related somehow? Um, I, not, according to the article I read, no. What's um, the point, then, of so numbering he, them? Well, I guess <laughs> that's I guess what I'm getting at. Uh, it just seems like another one of the stupid M Night things to do. Um, but anyway, you and I have had our had our uh, complaints about him. Our in tussles the past. with M Night. Tussles. That time we brought him over and had the dance off. <laughs> we're like, listen, we're throwing down. He's like, you gotta have a faith. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't expect it. <laughs> oh my, Logan, you're Logan, in we're in one. way over our head here. <laughs> Quit. Don't look at his eyes, Ryan. Somebody call John Travolta. Just tell him he's a dick. I don't know. I like to call him yeah, sometimes. Uh, but yes, so um, so oh. we didn't really know what we were getting into with this. Well, we kind of knew, and we were also right. But the point is, we weren't sure if it was maybe going to be better because he wasn't so directly involved. Uh, I had my, I was, I went with an open mind. Yeah, so was I. I was completely torn about this whole thing because I was actually kind of excited about this. I'm like, you know what? I feel like possibly he has good stories. He just never knows how to execute them well. He's a George um, Lucas. Yeah, for that matter. But, uh, you know, even worse than that, he just has a twist usually. I, I say he might have good stories, but I think he has a twist, and you kind of he builds a story somewhat around that twist. Right. It usually doesn't quite work out because he goes backwards. Um, but this is good. Okay, so he's pitching stories. Who knows? Maybe someone else in someone else's hands this might be good. And this was the uh, this writer. I, I know he's done other stuff, something I, I think I liked. But the director is the same guy who did Quarantine, which I was a big fan of Quarantine. Oh, yeah. I mean, quarantine t- took place entirely in one apartment building. So I'm like, okay, taking place in an elevator, this would be good. This guy can do this, right? Mm-hmm. But, Ryan, this had M. Night Shyamalan all over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like, way more than I would have expected. Um, I I don't know. When I left the theater, I joked about this for, like, you know, two minutes, and I thought that this might actually be the case. I secretly think he might have written this movie. <laughs> Under, like, a like, pseudonym? It's, yeah, it's that bad. I mean, and it, it's, like, it even works, like, it's twist in the same, like, I don't quite know how to work a twist because I didn't think about it at all way that most of M. Night Shyamalan films do. Yeah, and the only thing is, I actually think that he he should have done the reverse. He should have uh, had somebody else write the script, and then he could direct it because at least his movies are occasionally visually interesting. They have yes. nice like shots and, and angles, and this movie um, didn't. Which no, it, 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 taking place entirely in an elevator, it was an opportunity to get creative with the angles. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, they did not take advantage of that at all. But anyway, before we get too much into that, we should probably explain loosely what the the story is, right? So. Well, will it ruin anything if I tell you the story that's from the official uh, plot outline posted on IMDb? Oh, no, let's read it. Okay. Are you ready? You have to read it in a dramatic voice, though. Oh, well, I don't actually have it in front of me. This is just from my memory, but I'm pretty sure this is what it said. Okay, I'll trust you. Do you want me to read it in some sort of dramatic voice? I don't actually have one. I could read it in a dark and scary type voice. That'd be great. For Halloween, just put the kids to bed early. Okay. It's no, seriously, guys, this is going to be really scary, so please put your kids to bed. They don't need to hear this. They don't need to hear Logan at all, really. Okay. Can I start now? Please. I'd love it. Okay. <laughs> that part wasn't on there. I'm Are you okay? okay? No. Should I, I call uh, someone? I think I think the chicken wing has come up now. Okay, got it. So we're gonna be better. <clears throat> that part wasn't actually on there though. Oh. Although I just added it. It's you know open source. <laughs> it's a wiki. Why did he post his, his <laughs> plot outline? On a, maybe that was what I'm went wrong with like this a movie. Script. That's Look. probably what went wrong. Say somebody edited his wiki and he's like, well, I guess they're the devil now. Just upload a picture of myself too. <laughs> All right. 
Okay. Ryan. <laughs> My <laughs> name is in there? This, uh, Would you just well, get on now, it? Again, evil Logan enters. Ryan. <laughs> how's it going? Stop Look at me. writing I'm your weird IMDb. Halloween horror movie in the middle of our podcast. Okay. Five strangers are trapped in an elevator, and one of them is the devil. <laughs> that's it. That's the whole. That's it. That yeah. seriously is it. Now I remember you and I had this conversation about that because the trailer does not play that up at all. The trailer kind of plays up the fact that five strangers are caught, uh, stuck in an elevator. Yes. Um, at one point she's like, ah, oh, you know, it gets dark and we hear stuff. And she's like, turn on the light. And so <laughs> it's a southern gospel revival. Yeah. So he turns on the light and there's uh there's this thing behind him and that's where the trailer's like devil. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then I read that plot outline. I was like, okay, hold on. I thought that might be kind of, kind of a twist the movie here. I didn't quite know that's just they're going to come out and say that. Okay. Um, and then when you get in, that's pretty much it. It's true. Yeah. I mean, that's that's I, I that's that. set up forward. pretty early on. Uh, right. And it's set up in one of the most clumsy, ham-handed ways possible with a character that I wish had just not been in the movie because he was I so absolutely heavy-handed and annoying. Basically, right. this is the worst voiceover narration yes. since Blade Runner. The theatrical cut. <laughs> yeah, they actually got Harrison Ford to narrate Devil yes. in a bored in monotone. Same, I hate this matter. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, there's a character. For, let's just say, well, okay, so you describe what it's about. So they're trapped in an elevator. One of them's the devil. <laughs> I told you. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay, hold on. First, so let's. No, no, no wait. We have to, have to describe the character we're talking about real quick. Okay. okay. The, the, the guy does sort of the narration of the movie loosely. He's like, when I was young, my mother told me a story. It was very scary about the devil. And he is this. I, I'm going to make it up from him. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> That's really what happens. Uh, he was on the wiki, so. No, he, uh, he is a, one of the elevator guards is really religious. And it's actually kind of funny, and I, I wonder if this says something about society, because he is, like, the only person who is said to be religious at all in the movie, really. Except for, I guess, this guy's, like, Alcoholics Anonymous sponsor. But um, he's almost sort of, like, <laughs> viewed as crazy for that reason. Like, everyone's like, oh, right. he's religious. Don't worry about him. That's, like, this terrible, like, cliche, and you're doing the voice like way, too. Yeah, he's got, like, like, he's holding a cross, this... and he's, like, kissing it all the time. Yeah, and he's, like a Hispanic, incredibly Catholic guy. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so that's the only reason, that's the only ham-handed way we're going to get in this premise, because no other sane person in the movie is going to jump to the conclusion of, well, I bet one of them's the devil. Well, but, that's you know, probably might... what it is. It might have made sense if, you know, what he's telling us something to do with actual religion in the Bible, but it doesn't. He's like, here's a story my grandmother made up. <laughs> um, the devil comes to earth every now and then, and someone kills themselves because they're afraid of him, and then he tricks, plays tricks on people. It's really quite funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, <laughs> he really, like, there's no biblical explanation for his story. It really is just the devil, his grandmother told him the story, the devil comes to earth and takes souls whenever he wants to, apparently. Yeah, and, and it's, um, but it's not, it's not like, um... You know, guys, I, I don't want to, like, freak you out, but this is a lot like some story my, my mother told. Well, right. what story is it, Jorge? Oh, I don't you – know, I shouldn't get into it. Oh, well, fine. It's a stupid story. But no, he's like, Madre de Dios. And he, like, immediately <laughs> goes into it. It's like I imagine that every week this guy accidentally sees the devil right. and he tells everybody around him. Yeah, uh, the anyway. story um, is really clo- clo- like closely related to whatever's going on screen. I got the feeling that when he's telling the story, he was just watching the movie. <laughs> and then when they cut to some guy like alone in an elevator shaft, he's like, oh, yeah, the devil always kills the third person who's related to his mom on the dad's side. Well, his mom was M. Night Shyamalan, who For just the, yeah, read right. the script to him one time. Um, this is already, I don't know, This it, I'm with you. This character should have been cut out. That was my first com- big complaint about the film. Yeah, it makes it really goofy. And it also is funny because the movie is... Uh, it's sort of shot or presented in such a way as to try to make us guess what's going on. See, 
that's my second thing. Okay, now we're having this conversation. You guys are probably saying, hey, you know, stop ruining the film. We're not. Okay, this is the plot outline. This is the there first are couple minutes of the movie. There, there are some twists here. We will not ruin this for you for the sake of this review. However, I should point out, Ryan, that we will spoiler duck this movie after the show if you want to stick around. Quack, quack, Logan. Um, it must be spoiler duck. <laughs> so, uh, so we're not gonna we're not gonna ruin anything, right, Ryan? Right. This is this is what it is. Now, what, what you're saying here, and what I agree with, is you actually might not be saying this at all, but I'm saying it. Okay. Is that this film would would have been a lot better? First of all, change the name. I, I'm not. I'm gonna throw out some stupid elevator name. Okay, I don't have some for this. Look, um, the, the, but drop all this, all this devil stuff, and that could have been a twist in the film. Like we could, you could have gone if they dropped, they and dropped this character too, um, Jorge, whatever his name is. And so when we get in there, we don't know where this film's going. We don't know that there's gonna be a supernatural slant to it or anything. Right. I think then you might have actually had a film that worked. Um, but as it is, like this whole thing's falling apart. I'll let you continue with the story though. Well, I think I agree with you. I think that if it had been more obscured, it would have been interesting because they want you to try to figure out what's going on. And, like, it's uh, the scene is set up so, like, the characters are suspicious of each other. Of, like, did you cut me with some knife when I wasn't looking? What's going on? Did you do a thing? But the thing is the audience isn't asking these questions along with them at all because you and the trailer at, and Jorge have told us it's the devil. Yes, so, like, right. we know there's no explanation. There's no logical explanation for any of this. So it's just like, it's... okay, get to the end when we know who the devil is. From that simple plot outline that I pitched earlier, Ryan, we already know Act 1 and 2 of this movie. So yeah. you're exactly right. We're just sitting around for Act 3 to find out who the devil is. So, like, we have, like, the cops show up. The, the main cop character is my favorite character in the movie because he's so yeah. melodramatic and over the top. He's like, yeah. everybody back! And he's, yeah. like, the, the picture of that character. Very funny character. Not, that's not supposed to be. But he's going through old security footage, trying to figure trying to piece it together like the Snoop sisters. And it's all so obviously a red herring because you're not going to find a logical explanation. You already told us it's the devil. That's why Garcia's there. He's always trying to tell him this. <laughs> Jorge Garcia. That's no, what we're no, no. I, mean, I, keep, I, I went with the joke was I was going to keep changing his Spanish name. Oh, okay, I see. Um, like I mean, now, now you pointed out, I can't do it no, anymore. No, I'm sorry. I just was really happy so with Pedro's the Pedro's all like, listen, guy, I'm telling you exactly what's going on. Did you not look at the freeze frame of the picture I made there? It's the devil, obviously. Right. Or it's the guy sneezing. I don't know. My grandmother wasn't clear in that part of the story. Oh, man. Um, okay, so, yeah, they're, they're, you know, basically they all sort of... Uh, kind of start getting picked off we're not sure what's going on and you know it's just a big wait out to see who the devil is but like the the in crazy like contrived scenarios that they get into uh and, and their reactions to them which make no sense of like instantly <laughs> jumping to the conclusion like it must be the devil yes. and the cop who is like just not handling the situation well right, at right. all is like there's so many things that he could possibly do it's like finally after like things get insanely bad he's like maybe we should just close off this building because it seems like maybe a lot of people are are meeting some uh, terrible fates here. Um, some of those scripts that uh, it's obvious they, I guess once again, they knew where it was going, but they didn't know how to get there. Um, and so what you're saying that he's like, okay, now let's just do this and see if that works. Now let's do this. At one point, there's this great scene where he's like, uh, this girl comes in, she's like, I have information about one of the people in the elevator. And he's like, get her in here right now. And as soon as she walks in, he's like, get her out, get her out. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. going, I'm like, and then she never, I'm like, okay, that I guess was part of the movie. I, who knows? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That yeah, and that was they tried to make that important too, but it, it was sort of lost. Um, oh, we should definitely say that this cop character has, and this is like also one of the points where you know what's going to happen. The whole movie is that he has the stereotypical um, "I don't believe in God" journey to go on, yeah. and it's like, wow, it's so weird. He doesn't believe in God, and he's about to meet the devil. How convenient! It's like every Stephen King character. He's like, my wife died. I have a drinking problem. He pretty when much he makes is. Up for that I've been through hell. But with that, <laughs> I've been to hell. Um, yeah, uh, so I had a lot of fun with this movie because it was pretty hilariously bad. And actually, it is interesting, 
it would be interesting when I would forget that I knew the ending. Like, mm-hmm. there were some cool dramatic moments where I was like, oh, what's going to happen? And it was, it was actually kind of, you know, kind of compelling for a second. But then I remind myself, oh, yeah, that's what's going to happen, I know. And there is a, a minor twist, and I mean, like, there is a little bit of that. Uh, but, yeah, ultimately, um, it's really obvious. But it's so melodramatic, almost to the point of being, like, on the verge of, like, a sci-fi original movie. I agree. Uh, that it makes it kind of fun to, has about the budget, to watch with friends, I would imagine. It's, it seems like a pretty cheap movie, yeah. Yeah, I just gave in and started riffing this movie in my head. Um, and I had a great time doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big mess of a film. Um, the, you mentioned the pseudo-twist, and there is that. Um, which the movie, I would say the movie has going for it, and it might be satisfying at the time, but when you leave, you'll realize it makes no sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will spoiler duck that in a few minutes, because there's some great things I have to point out about this. Mm-hmm. Um, this actually reminds me kind of Signs in this way, although I'll actually go on a limb here and say Signs was a better movie, Ryan. Um, signs I like I liked while I was watching the theater, right? And so it's one of those movies though when you leave the theater and you really start having like a, a deep conversation about it and you start talking about the different plot points, everyone you're talking to realizes this movie made no sense whatsoever. Right. Um, and that's exactly how uh, if you if you're at all on board of Devil, that's probably how you're gonna feel about it. Uh, but if you're not, you're gonna be like me and Ryan. You're just gonna sit there and be like, really, movie? This is this is a serious film right here. Right. Um, and I thought this film would open at number one, and it had been predicted to, but no, it fell fast. And I guarantee it's because everyone went to it Friday. Um, they're like, no. Um, and so, you know, Ryan, we did a, um, a Podcorn, our old podcast. We did a Podcorn episode a long time ago. Oh, yeah. On uh, <laughs> Just in general, I thought I'd bring that up. Oh, yeah, that's a pretty good story. Right, there's, there's, there's millions of people in the world. <laughs> um, and so, uh, <laughs> what, um, Okay, so we did this episode on, uh, what was it, that Spike Lee movie, uh, Inside Man, something well, like that. Well, you always I've bring always... this up, and I always have to remind you that that never actually got released because it was the oh. last episode, remember? It got screwed <laughs> uh, up. I do bring this up every podcast we do. <laughs> every single time we talk to each other. Oh, that's right, that was our last remember episode. Remember Inside well, Man? Oh, we did chat about it briefly on the podcast afterwards. Inside Man? Yeah. Inside Man, yeah. Okay, Inside Man. Well, Ryan and I, a long time ago, when we were gay friends, um, which is friends who were gay, <laughs> not with each other. Whew, I covered that base pretty well. Listen, we were like, oh, man, uh-huh. you know, we don't like Spike Lee, okay? Let's high-five about that. Thank you. But, you know, I this Inside Man looks, movie looks pretty good. Clive yeah. Owen, you know, looks pretty awesome, right? Denzel Washington, who knows, could be good. We left us here like, never again, Spike Lee. You yeah. tricked us that time, but it will never happen again. It hasn't since then, at least for me. Right. I know you can see every Spike Lee movie. Um, you were on, on that loop. bus. Yes. On a loop. Um, but this is it, Ryan, for me and M. Night Shyamalan. Now, I'd given up on his movies, like the movies he directed, during, uh, like halfway through Lady in the Water, okay? <laughs> um, but this is it. Now, any, any movie his name is on, I will not be seeing the rest of the Night Chronicles, Ryan. Wow. I don't care if it's going to be a big flashy two at the beginning of it, okay? This is, it's just not for me. Um, but what about the sequel to <laughs> Unbreakable? They might actually do the second act Done! of that movie. Wait, what? They might do the second act of that movie. If they do the sequel. Okay, right. If, if we go see enough of his movies, he'll give us the rest of that movie. Yeah, that, he's basically holding that story hostage. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I don't. I don't disagree with you. I, I mean, I haven't actually seen a ton of uh, his stuff. I've seen enough to to know what I'm getting into. Um, and I think Signs was sort of the end for me as well. But anyway, uh, I'm sort of the same place you are. Uh, but yeah, this is—it's not going to happen again. And this devil is the breaking point for that. So I do not in any way recommend Devil. However, um, in like a week or two, when it comes out on DVD, uh, throw a party on Saturday night and rent this movie. So you do in some way recommend Devil? Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So this is going to be a good, like you know, around like 11 midnight. Get this movie going with a few friends, and you will like it for that reason. So make sure you bring um, uh, your um, 
your funny friend's over, and then the one guy who will like the movie, so you can make fun of him afterwards. Oh, yeah, you always need that guy. It's all right, I'm throwing a party Saturday night if you want to come by. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, I'm one of the funny guys, right? Yeah. Okay. Have you seen Devil Ryan? Never. <laughs> what kind of party is this, Logan? Say. Oh, man, we should do Can I invite Gary? Somebody should do a, uh, can I invite Gary? Why am I, now I'm, like, subtly gay. That's, like, a, a weirder joke to do. Um, no, can I, can I invite Gary, though? No, yeah, um, I like Gary. Somebody should do a parody where people are watching Devil, and one of the people who's watching Devil is the Devil. I love it. Let's see how that goes. So, um, double to direct, by the way. Here's what I was trying out. to mention earlier, though. The, the down button as the V, they're on the first floor. None of them are going down. They're all going up, Logan. They are going up. And they, um, I guess they were all going to different floors throughout the building? Presumably. Okay. Uh, anyway, so, but I agree with you. Sorry, I cut you off there. I, I, uh, I give this movie a four. It's not good. However, I do highly recommend everybody see it because it's hilarious. Right. No, I recommend this like I recommended Red Eye with Killian Murphy. This is yes. hilarious drama. Oh. Man, okay, I'm telling you not to see Devil in Theaters because you're just going to annoy the people who are there to enjoy the film. But wait, that's kind of, that was us during Red Eye. Like, there was a point during Red Eye where I, I think, like, three of us went. And we realized it was so bad. We're, like, nudging each other. We're like, <laughs> I love the guy who has to stay, like, his father has to watch the comedy marathon. There's just wacky sound effects playing on television. And I guarantee you that's what that new Wes Craven movie is going to be like, too. Wes Craven's never had it. And Red Eye was great proof of that. I forgot that was him. But, Okay. Well, that, there's that. Are we done with this show? Yeah, Let's... but you didn't actually give your rating. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting good at this because I'm like, Ryan knows me. <laughs> oh, forget that you're on a show. An intimate conversation between uh-huh. two friends. Um, uh, I give it a three. Okay. And there was, uh, I guess, a point when the movie was a five, and I thought I'd leave the theater with a five, but um, it jumped to four. And then to, like towards the very end, I was like, okay, this movie's just plain awful. <laughs> it, and it was a three. Gotcha. Okay, well, that's, that's that stands. Um. So uh, I guess we can let's do the wrap up. But uh, after the uh, after the music, we'll come back with spoiler talk and talk about what, what's crazy about the end of Devil. Yeah, so stick around. And, you know, if, even if you think the only way you're going to see some movies when you do riff on it in two weeks with your friends, then listen to the spoiler talk. There's really not too much to spoil. They really did tell you right. the ending in yeah. the marketing material. Anyway, so uh, we should tell everybody to come uh, go to find us on iTunes, right? Uh, yes. Uh, ping us or something. Yeah, really Ping's a new thing. I'm surprised to get a ping invitation from you, Logan. You usually don't jump on those bandwagons. Well, no, no, no. I installed iTunes. Love the new little uh, icon. Company icon, don't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, it actually, it's run smoother in my system. It kind of, one oh. of the reasons I decided to uh, install it, because it's like, we fix all these problems, blah, blah, blah. And I've noticed it actually works a lot better. Um, okay. But, no, uh, you had mentioned the ping in the podcast, and that's the only reason I ever did it. Um, and I don't know if you actually bother to look at the ping, or my ping. Is that a thing, by the way? What are you calling it? My Pinging? ping profile, perhaps? My pingy. <laughs> I don't uh, know if you look at my big giant pingy, Ryan. That's disgusting. But you might have noticed that, like, there's nothing there, pretty much. Well, yeah, like, I have. One album I ever bought on iTunes. So I, I don't think I'm gonna learn anything about you through this whole ping process. Uh, let's uh, see. You like the nobility, nerf herder, and the argument. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, I which I think those the albums I've ever bought on iTunes, and I still have physical form <laughs> versus those albums. There are... So what does that what does that say about me? <laughs> what? Yeah, the, I know. The two biggest reasons of a couple that this is gonna fail is, number one, it's not showing anything except what you buy on iTunes. That, that's the biggest problem. I was kind of hoping to almost share my library with you. Yeah. You know how you're at the coffee shop, you can get on iTunes, you can see other people around you, like their iTunes too? You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Obviously, that's cool. you should be able to play like a preview of the song and then buy that's the rest. Right. Yeah, you would want to buy it then. And, you know, iTunes, more money flowing your way. Listen to Steve Jobs. Uh, right. 
Uh, the other came through the brain, Ryan. I'm not sure that's medically true. Um, that's what's causing these great iPad ideas. Okay. Um, <laughs> but the other reason this is going to fail is there's no, as far as I know, there's no web access. You have to be in iTunes mm-hmm. to access it. And people Just, don't sit around in iTunes like no, that's, messing around. Like, but iTunes thinks that, though, because everything works that way. Whenever there's some link on some web page, it's like, oh, you know, it's the album's available here on iTunes. If I click on it, I have to go through all this stuff and open my iTunes program and pull yeah. it up for me. Like, when I got the invitation, it's like, Logan wants to be your friend on Ping, and he gave me a link. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go to the link. Well, the link opened iTunes. I was at work, so it was the wrong iTunes, so I couldn't do anything anyway. So now your entire work's friends with me on Ping. <laughs> yeah. You've all seen my big giant pingy, and now I'm not invited to the Christmas party. Ah, <laughs> uh, you weren't invited anyway. Well, Gary's coming, though. Yeah, Gary's coming. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, so iTunes, you should also, what were we talking about? Rate and review our show on iTunes, <laughs> so, I think what we were talking about. Or review about. iTunes on iTunes, I guess iTunes is iTunes. Um, um, that, actually, that's a, a quick follow-up for the people who enjoyed your ping uh, conversation from like two weeks ago clearly, or whatever. Clearly, that yeah. was relevant. Uh, so iTunes, uh, we're on the Twitter. Yeah. Uh, criticalin.com. Mm-hmm. Daily content, Ryan. I cannot stress that enough. You know, once a weekday, we post something. Like, that's a lot of hard work, I might add. Man, that is, Except tough. on the days we don't try, which is... Yeah, then it's easy, does it? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and... Yeah, it's just uh, on Friday. I forgot about Friday. Right, 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 right. Sometimes Saturday and Sunday we just come in not to try and we'll post something. We come into Critical on HQ and just sit around. Sit around. Yeah. Um, which is where we do this podcast, by the way, Critical in HQ, but on different sides of the room. It's true. With Matt's tape down in the middle. Right. Uh, and we, like, we take the mixer and we split it in half. We're like, I'll just your levels, you just my levels. <laughs> but so we who, learned who, something, about, off we learned so something about teamwork, I think. Yeah, that's right. Um, where else are we? Last one's Facebook. Oh, that's right. It's like a quiz. <laughs> I'm sorry. Last one. Okay, I yeah. was looking for Facebook. How much did you wager? Uh, man, I lost it all, Ryan. I... My side HQ's yours. All right, I win. Uh, back to the closet. <laughs> back to the closet, Logan. Good night. Me and Gary in the closet. <laughs> um, down by the schoolyard. Uh, well. <laughs> from Billy Joel to M. Night Shyamalan to Paul Simon. Ah. Uh. Um, yeah, I think that's it. That's it. So that's the show. Yeah. For the week. Um, and I think I'm going to stick around for the after party of Spoiler Duck. All right. Bring that kid in here. See you guys next week. Duck says, don't listen if you haven't seen the movie. Quack, quack. Well, Ryan, I've seen this movie, so let's listen. Okay. So, devil. So, first of all, one of them is the devil. It's not like that was the big secret. It's true, (laughs) one of them's the devil. It's not like there's like, oh, what a twit. No. Everything you've heard is true. And it's a great, it's a great, uh, not set up. It's a great execution, too. Because it literally is like, oh, well, we know who that person is and that person now, but that must mean that. And then they cut to the person that's the devil. Like, booga, booga, booga. It's like perfect time into something they don't know going on. Devil! Here's, okay, a few things here, Ryan. Okay, first of all, they pull a 
uh, Agatha's Christie's, and then there were none slash Ten Little Indians on us. Right. And make it a person who's died, okay? Which is cheating, I like to point out. Um, <laughs> I, I allowed Agatha Christie to do it because that was, like, the first time I, I was aware of when that was done, okay? Okay. So it's like, okay, cool, that works now. But if I ever see that again, I'm going to complain about it. Um, and this is a good example you of in that. grade. They're basically like, okay, here's a character we've killed, but that's the twist. It's not one of the two people that are left. It's, one, it's this person, right? Yeah. That's just cute, first of all. But second of all, Ryan, why does the devil need to steal wallets exactly? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, She. so I guess what I'm supposed to get from that is she stole somebody's wallet so she'd have an ID to show? Because she right, shows right, her ID. But, but first of all, I'm, it's her I'm in the scared. picture. Yes, it is. And, and why does she? Why is she the first one to show him too? Like, I don't. There's so many problems with that. I don't believe that for a second. And then, right, if that's the case, why was she stealing an ID from an old man in the picture we saw? <laughs> like, and when he sees her on the video camera doing that, it's like this old man she walks up to and steals his wallet. Yeah, the devil would probably. The devil, obviously, who wanted to turn himself into an old woman, could create clothes and an old woman face. Yeah. Why couldn't he create a fake ID? Like the devil's like, oh, my big brother Chip has my ID. I gotta create a fake one. But there's so much to question now about the devil, Ryan. Because the devil is probably the most gay character in this movie I've ever seen before. First of all, I guess I'm the all-powerful devil, but I only want to mess around with these five people in an elevator. Uh-huh. And then what was the point of he or she doing this the whole time anyway? Did she just want that one guy? Because she didn't have a problem killing the rest of them. But hold so on. why did she just kill him? You weren't listening to Jorge's story at all, Logan. Okay. Jorge but, uh, no, told I us. gave up on that thing halfway through. Jorge told us that he, that the devil wanted to get everybody who uh, would you know care about this together to watch when the guy finally got his just dessert. So the devil had to wait for his his fiance and for the cop whose kids he killed to all be watching at the climactic moment. So, but okay, the fiance so the dev- was the girl he brought in, obviously. So the devil knows when people are watching and whatnot, then, huh? Yeah. Okay, th- none of this is making any sense whatsoever. The, the devil's now this all-powerful person, and why, okay, so why is the devil allowed to kill these other people? There's no one else watching them. But the, that's, that's, like, the part that's just random. Like, I mean, the, the, according to Jorge, or, or whatever his name is, Pedro, uh, they, uh, vaguely racist, they, um, uh, they all, like, deserve to die for some reason. They deserve okay. to, like, you know, they were all sinners in some way, uh, but they, but the, why would, but they the were just guy... sort of, like, they were just appetizers to the main event. <laughs> Logan. So, but why weren't they allowed to sort of admit their sins like one guy was at the end and save himself? I mean, yeah, uh, who, who the hell knows? Because uh, he was the main event. Ryan, better question, Ryan. Why does the devil carry around pepper spray from 1985? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you I think don't know. the devil would be more prepared for this type of situation? Was that in the stolen part of the... Oops. Sorry. Was well, that I don't, in the like stolen the devil... bag, or is it the devil just like hanging out with some pepper spray? Maybe the last time he wore that woman's suit, it was 1987. None of this makes any sense. Like it's, it really seems like this is a last second edition. They're like, okay, now that person we killed, that's gonna be the devil. Can we bring her back now? Is that cool? They um, called her back. It, it kind of like it, it drops everything they've already mentioned before. I wonder um, if they just like filmed a version where everyone was the devil. I'll be on the DVD. Yeah, because so many people were interested in the twist ending that they didn't want to sneak out. Right. Please do not tell your friends about the exciting ending to Devil. M. Night Shyamalan comes out at the beginning like in a, uh, a um, I almost said Shakespeare type way. Hitchcock. In a Hitchcock type way, yes, to introduce this to the audience that's going on. Um, okay, now, so, okay, none of this Devil stuff makes any sense. The Devil looks like a complete, like, the, the, the Devil is like uh, SNL era Chevy Chase in this movie, right, Ryan? <laughs> Making, like, mistake after mistake, but everything seems to work out in the end. Um... But, okay, here's my pitch for this film, okay? Now, what if 
the okay this so the other dumb stuff that's happening is that other people are dying around this too and i guess the devil can just take them as well i'm not quite sure how that works but someone commits suicide early on and yeah, we haven't um, found out who that guy was or what he was about well pepe's story tells us that <laughs> apparently someone like fell and like the devil always opens like the devil always takes someone as a suicide or something like, he actually says that part of the story but it's once again something he's just stupidly making up yeah well okay so he looked the guy the cop guy kind of looks over we see like the hand of that person um, and then they're like, yep, it's Jumper, all right. And that kind of leads them to the building, et cetera, et cetera, right, right? Mm-hmm. So my pitch is, because we never see that person, and who, you know, maybe work it where he doesn't quite see it either, or doesn't really look at the face, make that, make the old woman who turns out to be the devil at the end, that person who jumped, that way it's actually like the devil kills someone, then that possesses that body. And that way their suicide kind of makes sense, because the, their suicide's like, oh, you know, I feel like there's this devil coming to take me or inside of me or something like that. And then hide this whole thing that it's the devil to begin with and make that a twist in itself in the end. And I don't know. There's so many different directions you could have actually taken this where it would have worked better, I So think. you could have had um, the police show up, but there'd be no body. And then, like, the big twist is you find out the guy in the elevator is the guy who jumped earlier. He's supposed to be dead. See, why did the devil decide to look like this woman in the first place anyway? I mean... Like, I, it just... And then at the... I mean, it's not... It wasn't a possession issue, which would have almost made more sense in a way. Like, if... Because then all that lobby footage kind of might have come together a bit well. Like, the, if the devil possessed this person and then took over her body in the elevator and whatnot. But that's not the case. But at the case, when they open the elevator to, like, finally get at the devil, she disappears. Yeah. Like, this, her body's nowhere to be found. Yeah. No, I if mean... If they would have left the body, they could have solved a bunch of those plot holes right there. I right. Think. It's not possession at all. It's... She's clearly just transmogrified. So if she can right. do that, like, you know... Uh, doesn't make a lot of sense. Whatever. So she's just being completely dramatic the whole time. But the funny stuff is that what happens around that. Like, and I wish I'd actually mentioned this in the non-spoiler duck part. But like the big, you know, test of whether or not it's the devil hinges on a guy picking up a, a piece of toast and mm-hmm. dropping it on the floor, and it lands butter side or jelly side down. Jelly side down. And he's yeah. like, Madre de Dios, it's the <laughs> devil. Whenever the devil's around, things bad happen. He's like, How many times have you seen a kid, you know, fall but oh, oh miss the inch of the table with his head by like I'm by seconds or whatever. And I'm like, is he still talking? <laughs> I mean, it, as often as they hit it, I guess. Like, that's completely ludicrous. That, that really is. That's... I mean, oh. it's, it's so, like, I don't expect, I don't know how anyone expects this to make any sense yeah, whatsoever. Or to take any of it seriously enough to get into it, to get scared or into I... the drama. It, it's just, it's sort of slapdashly put together. And there's no, like, all the interesting stuff they could have done with the psychological... Okay, Cube is a great example. Cube is another movie where, like, four people don't know each other are trapped in a small space and they try to get out, right? Uh, all the, the drama around there is psychological where you start learning about the people and, uh, and they start clashing because they're in a very, uh, you know, high-stress situation. And then they do the great, like, screenwriting 101 thing of turning them around us. Like, someone you thought you liked and what you learned about them turns out to be the villain, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. Which, there's nothing ever like that in this movie. You kind of don't like all these people instantly. You don't like the people who aren't in the elevator for some reason. Um, there's hardly anyone in this movie to really like. Yeah. I mean, they, they all just have – they have occasional physical confrontations, and that's it. Uh, but they don't ever really get into, like, the meat of who the person – I mean, very, very surfacely they do. But they don't uh, – really milk the situation for the, the psychological drama that it could be uh, milked for. And also, they, the, they can open the um, top of the elevator shaft. They did it like twice in the movie. So you would think that, I assumed that at some climactic point they would try to get out by climbing up the shaft, and that would be a scene which would be interesting. That doesn't happen either. Well, you know, at one point the character, one of the characters tries to do that, and one, the younger lady freaks out and makes everyone pull him back down. That wasn't the devil. So is the devil going to let him get away there? 
well, but everybody pulls him back in, like, he's escaping. I'm like, well, yeah, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, like, it's not like, if we're in this elevator, everybody has to be in this elevator. But, you know, that's the other thing. I like how the devil, like, had complete control over this building. They're like, I'm going to fortify the walls now where no one can get into this elevator. Mm-hmm. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break this locking mechanism so you can't just open the elevator door and things like that. I'm like, you know, if you're going to all this work, devil, do you even have to be in an elevator? If you can do stuff like this, can't you just kill people with a lightning bolt or something? It's all about the theatrics, Logan. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway. Uh, okay, well, Ryan, going back to the trailer really quick, and this part's in the movie, too. What was that thing behind the guy? Yeah, seriously. It's just it's a big like, old wrapped-up, goofy head. Yeah, I, I, I freeze-framed it on the trailer to look at it closer, and I'm like, it really, okay, it looks like someone with a wrapped-up head. Exactly right. That never comes into play anywhere. It's like that was from a different movie that was a lot better. Or yeah, exactly. Um, this movie, you know, it also would have worked if it was just an actual killer. Maybe not someone in the elevator, but maybe someone who had a way to get into the elevator some way. Well, yeah. Maybe even just, like, a, a playful demon on the outside. That would have been interesting, because then I would have been like, how is this happening? But now I, I never yeah. asked those questions. So I knew that might have been scary, too. You know, and everything that seems... I guess they're kind of going for, like, a Blair Witch type thing, but everything that seems like it's going to be exciting in this movie, it takes place completely in the dark, and it's just a series of goofy sound effects. Yeah, and that's that's every once in a while. It's not even a good, uh, well-paced. It's just, like, every time the screenwriter writes himself into a corner where it's like, well, what could happen next? Oh, I just the lights will just turn off and someone new will die. And there aren't even interesting deaths. It's like, you could have somebody fall down the shaft, you could have uh, all sorts of other interesting, you know, things. Well, those that's the only one I can think of. But point being, you could tie them into the, uh, the deaths a little bit into the into the characters themselves and make it more right. interesting. Maybe, um, yeah, play up their flaws or whatever. Um, but, yeah, there's nothing of interest going on in this movie besides a, a good laughable time. Yeah. And wow. all the whole the whole themes of, like, God and redemption were just so heavy-handed and just, and just goofy. It was hilarious. Well, Ryan, the thing I learned now is to always watch my wallet because the devil's out to steal it. The devil's going to steal your identity. What if you have identity fraud <laughs> by the devil... And then but, you're like, I did not pay for all that brimstone. They're like, sir, it's on your card. We know, we you saw know, you. We have footage of you buying the brimstone. You clearly look a lot like Jenny O'Hara, who a lot of people think is Shirley MacLaine, by the way. And uh, it's clearly, obviously, you. So the devil can take on the form of anybody he wants to, yet he can't just make up a fake ID. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm like, saying. Like, for that person. And what, did he ever sign in? I was a bit confused about that, too. He's like, devil the, oh, crap. <laughs> Purpose to kill that one guy. Oh, All right. Man. Okay, well, that's, I'm sorry. I had a lot of goofy stuff I had to get out of the way of this movie. Um, those are several, several reasons why this film does not work. In case you need the proof, there it is. All right. Well, you should still watch it because it's hilariously bad. It is. Call us up. Call Gary. Dear Gary, I love you. <laughs> Dear Ryan, I think we should end the show now. What do you think? Hope you had a bitchin' summer. Your pal, Logan. Dear Logan, haven't heard from you in a while. A lot of my mail's getting misdirected, so if there's anything you sent recently I didn't get, please resend. Cugs and kisses, Ryan. Dear Ryan, why have I not heard from you? Do you not like me anymore? I returned your copy of Wiener Wagon. Despite what you said, I don't think it's that gay. In fact, I kind of liked it. XOXO, Logan. Dear Logan, how dare you! Love, Ryan. Dear Ryan. Love, Ryan. (laughs) Dear Ryan. Sorry. Logan. Dear Logan. Received your recent correspondence. Good advice. (laughs) Loving Ryan. Love, Ryan. (laughs) Oh. Logan. (laughs) 
Hi kids, Ryan here. Uh, there was uh, an extra bit we recorded at the beginning of this show that was a long rambling thing about music or something that I started and then we ended up kind of starting the show over and I thought I would just mix it all together and it would be fine, uh, but it didn't really work in terms of putting it in the actual show. So if you're actually still listening to this, which I guess means you've also seen Devil or you just didn't care about the spoiler duck, uh, you get an extra 10 minutes, maybe 8, I don't know, I'm about to edit it right now, of uh, of rambling about music. This is a good time to turn it off, to be honest with you, is what I'm trying to say. I should probably put this at the end of every episode, just like remind you, no matter what's coming next, like even if the show's over, just, hi, this is Ryan, please turn it off now. Uh, but anyway, if you don't want to do that, or if you're like, oh, I'm jogging, I don't want to, where's, uh, I can't find the play button to turn it to the other track. You know, you, I'm sorry, I just, I want to apologize. But there's a little more show for you. So here it comes. So, Logan, here's what I was trying to say before. Let me explain this to you. I feel like the arrangement of songs... I'm just now discovering this late in life, but the arrangement of songs is far more important than I realized before. Okay? Because, like, you listen to an old Billy Joel song, like a song that I like, like, Don't go changing, hey, try to please me. I don't think it's Billy Joel you're listening to. Here I'm right. Hey, give your weights down. I'm sorry, I was doing the wrong impression. Wait for it. <laughs> okay. He, he ain't Jello a lot, that Billy Joel. Yeah. That's a bad example because that's a great song. That's um, a great song. That's a great song. But like a lot of those Billy Joel songs, you know what the obvious one is? Is uh, the Entertainer, right? Because that's a really great song. Great song, but, yeah. But then every two minutes, like that synthesizer, and I'm like, I can't listen to this anymore. So, which is why I think covers are so popular because you have the opportunity to take a good song and just change the arrangement. You know, covers match our... I think they kind of match what we say about movie remakes. Um, that you don't remake a movie unless you think you can make it better. And it's, I think... Well, you know, not quite. Because I think when you cover a song, you like that song. Um, and maybe you're not trying to make it better so much as you're trying to... to uh, Put your own stamp it. on it anyway. Yeah, right, right. That's what you... And that's always the best covers. I hate the ones that are almost too close to the original. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, like, you gotta like, pay respect to the original, but at the same time, put your own stamp on it. Well, you know what Do brought it. me to this, this revelation? Uh, are we back uh, to the arrangement thing now? Well, I thought we were still on that, but yes. Okay, I was talking about Billy Joel. Okay, well, yeah. Are you married this time? Well, no, no, this is related, but I mean, um, I, there was a, there's, I like Jonathan Colton, who some of our listeners will know as a, an artist on the internet mostly, and there's one of the songs that I just never particularly liked. Then I heard him play it live, and I was like, this is the best song ever. And what, song it, is, what song is this? Do I have this one? Uh, no, I don't think so. It's, um... Uh, it's a Billy Joel song, isn't it? What is the name of this song? Hold on. Oh, wait, this is killing me. Uh... Such a big fan, I'm Ryan. <laughs> Sorry. I hope, you li- I hope Jonathan Cole listens to this. He's like, oh, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm so done. anymore. He yeah. saw his name come up in the metadata, immediately started listening <laughs> to it. I hope this guy knows everything about Dolph Lundgren. Oh man, I told someone that story, and that made them want to listen to our podcast. <laughs> made them want the fact that we offended that one guy. It's always fun to offend one guy. Yes, it's it never is. fun to offend a lot of people at once. Well, sometimes it is. Um, uh, oh, this I can't go forward unless I remember this. Hold on, it's like the tip of my tongue. I'll cut out all the part where I'm thinking of it. Don't worry. Okay, good. <laughs> Just make it sound like I'll 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 know it. While you're uh, trying to go forward, I can keep going backwards if you want. Uh, no, that's that sounds like a bad idea. Yeah, the contest is over. I can say whatever I want now. <laughs> okay, go for it. Let's get real gay for a second. <laughs> now, when we're having sex, I like to put on some Colton. <laughs> and, uh, 
I can never remember the sex track I like to listen to. <laughs> sex track. How <laughs> about a little sex music? Turn on thing. a little sex track. Yeah, Colton's yeah. good make-out music. Um, right. um, uh, anyway, uh, arrangements. <laughs> where, where is this going with arrangements? I'm curious now. I feel like you've learned the secret of music, and you refuse to share it with me. <laughs> If somehow we're not talking about Billy Joel anymore either, and I liked talking about Billy Joel. <laughs> what is? Who would be listening still to this? <laughs> who listens this to this? This is the anyway. worst podcast anyone's point, ever I, heard. Like, I, right, this week I just come into the room and I call you once a week and we have a discussion. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is more... someone tabs over here on the internet, it's fine with me. It's more therapy than it is. Yeah. That's oh, uh, another bad week, Ryan, let me tell you about it. Uh, I'm Your Moon. That's the name of the song. I did not look it up, I swear, on Scout's Honor. I think it's called I'm Your Moon. I, w- I will now look it up to confirm. <laughs> now I'll look it up. You know. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Rocky Four was the answer. Uh, yes, I'm Your Moon. And did I get which one did I give you? Did I give you the live album or did I give you the best of album? You gave me best of album. All right, I'm not sure you have it on there. Anyway, I'm Your Moon. I just I didn't think I liked the song until I heard him play it live, and I realized I just didn't like his arrangement of the song when he just right. played it with the acoustic guitar. I liked it a lot. That what made me feel made me realize. Because, like, I would normally just think, oh, I like this song, I'll like any version of it about equally, but not not the case. Well, you know, that this whole, like, live thing versus record thing is actually so true. And it's almost, I don't know, I, to be honest, like, I'm one of those people that I usually enjoy the recorded, um, like, overdone studio music a lot better, right? Because then I go see them live, and I'm like, well, you know, I'm missing this, and this is not here, et cetera, et cetera. But every now and then, right, has this happened to you before? Yeah, you know, oh, I'm trying to no, turn no, on the I'm, TV, I, and there's so many remotes, and oh, which remote do I use? It's too confusing. Ryan, what happens is you go to a concert, right? Oh. You ask for the single remote in the corner. Okay. Because that's the one I remote can control the whole show. flock to. That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, anyway, so you go to a show, and it's let's say it's like a band you're not too aware of, right? You know, okay. you're just kind of you're there for the night, and you're listening. You're like, oh, these guys are good, right? That's where I'm sleeping sleep. anyway. Because <laughs> that's where you're sleeping for that. Over in the corner, they have their merch booth set up, right? Mm-hmm. So you go over there, and let's say there's that one one song. It was, um, oh, uh, I'm your moon. I'm your moon. I'm your moon was playing that night, okay? Okay. And he said, like, oh, you know, I call it, this one's called I'm your moon. He starts playing the song. And you remember that. You remember it's a great song. So you go over to the merch booth. You find the album, I'm your moon. You buy it. You go home. You listen to it. It's not as good as when you played it live. Right. How many times does that happen? And you really, that's why the live experience is better for these things in the end. Um, why it wins out in my book, but I don't know. I always thought it was a terrible thing because I get there and I'm like, you know, they play this different way. It sounds a lot better. I'm like, so if you're playing that way now, why don't you just play that way then? I huh. well, you know, sometimes when they, when they change up lyrics yeah. like, and they actually sing better lyrics, I'm like, okay, it's obvious that you like this lyric better now, so why don't you just do it at the time? And yeah, live the li- Weird Al's live version of uh, the night Santa went crazy. Santa dies in the live version. Well, any better. um, any like seriously good band, Ryan has a great live album for these reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Big Fish springs to mind here. I was about to bring um, up Real Big Fish because I liked all those songs much better when I heard them on live album. I went back and like bought some of their studio albums. I'm like, they're actually playing like half as fast. Like it's much slower than they play it live and they just it's much better live. Well they're um I mean their more recent albums, mm-hmm. um like their more recent studio stuff is not that good because it's like it's like they're old men in that. They literally are too for that. Uh for that reason, but then when you when you still hear them live, they're still really amazing. And it's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a great example of that sort of thing. Uh, but you know, one of the reasons they're better, Ryan, is I don't know if you listened if you went back and bought any of uh, "We're Not Happy Until You're Not Happy." No. It was like all in mono, so it was great just to hear that like the, uh, the live version anyway. It was on a, yeah, it was on a you know kinograph. You had to like I think, uh, crank it. 
I think drinking's the song that springs, that springs to mind. Because uh, um, We're Not Happy to We're Not Happy, that song is just kind of like mundane. And like, okay, he's going to go out drinking, whatever. And you hear it like live on the, that album, you're like, oh, this is a great song now. Yeah. But anyway, but that's uh, not to talk about Real Big Fish a whole lot. But you know, another thing I really like about Real Big Fish, Ryan? Well, we all love Real Big Fish. There's no uh, question about it. Well, what, what do you like exactly about Billy Joel? Oh, man, that one song he does... Another uh, can yes, of beans. Another can of beans. Don't oh, go oh. Tr- rub my neck and you write a check. Uh, yeah, this is when Sing he's a, a song, I'm the piano guy. Play me a tune over there. Oh, Billy Joel seems to request a lot from us. For my life to it's be not Billy Joel. This is terrible. Let's stop. <laughs> I was going to stop you. I didn't mute it. <laughs> and then I just commented on what I thought was happening. You were right. So, yeah, Probably. Right. I muted yeah. your end. So who I know you that well. So, um, uh, But uh, I don't know what it has to do with Devil. Oh, Devil. Except that that conversation was better than Devil, perhaps. 